There are bag rats. And then there are caddies. Pro jocks who are legends in caddy shacks across the PGA Tour. While we can neither confirm nor deny the existence of this legendary looper, here he is, the caddy on Real Golf Radio. Yeah, the caddy joins us every week right here on Real Golf Radio, and my understanding is he's currently out on Torrey Pine South in preparation for the upcoming Farmers Insurance Open. Caddy, how are you? Well, I don't know. I mean, how nice is it out here? It's a perfect day. There's very little breeze. It's sunny. It's crisp and cool, but it's just wonderful out. I got shorts on, and of course, I'm always wearing. Shorts. I was gonna say, but uh, yeah, that doesn't matter. But yeah, I'm out on uh, the six hole at Torrey Pines Golf and Yacht Club. <laughs> Maybe we should call it the Torrey Pines Golf and Glider Club. The hang gliders were out earlier today. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's right in that neighborhood of hang gliders, right? Yeah. It is. And that's a sport you probably will not see the caddy ever attempt. Mm. <laughs> Actually, they were parasailing more yeah. accurately, I'd say. Yeah. You don't see many hang gliders anymore. How's no. the course looking, caddy? It is beautiful. It's in such good shape. I'm looking at it, and they're they're doing a little work on it right now behind me. And uh, but I mean, it's just it's just a, it's pure. What where, can you say? Where do you rank Torrey Pines South amongst the tour courses? I rank it as a Mister T course. Ah, pain. Yeah, it's it's it extracts pain. It's long. It's a big boys golf course. It's all you want. I mean, and then you figure we've got this big brutal golf course and who played off in a U.S. Open here one time? A guy who could, who had a broken knee against an old guy. Yeah. <laughs> so, go pick to it. so, I mean, so much for that. The rough is just, I'm looking at the rough going, even if I was a spry youngster, I'm not hitting it out of here very well. I mean, holy yeah. cow, this stuff. It always is, though. It's always stick at the farmers. You know, when, when you're, when the name of your tournament is the farmers, mm. the grass, right? See what he did there, Bob? Yeah, they're going to cut and bail it when it's the tournament's over. Mm-hmm. You know the best it's way to counter, far- you know the best way to counteract that rough, Caddy? Don't, Don't get, get in it. In there. No, pick your ball up to identify it. And do it quickly before the rules official comes over so you can then place it into a yeah. better spot. It's worked before. Uh, hang on. Okay, there we go. Um, it's something that I believe that's a Tory Pine specific incident you're talking about. It is. Perhaps. Yeah. Okay. You know. Back, on, back out on like number 10. Yeah. Up by the green. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm on number seven, which is actually the hole that that 2008 U.S. Open playoff ended on. Yeah, that's true. The final hole. I think Rocco hit it in the rough. On the, maybe hit it in the right rough. I can't remember exactly. But I believe he made a, a bogey, and uh, that was all she wrote. Yep. What's your favorite hole out there? Uh, well, I was on the back of the 14th green and I was taking a video of number six on the north. That could be a sign. (laughs) 
the North is more enjoyable to play than the South for the every oh, man. The North, is, the North is all you want now if you haven't played it for a while. I haven't. Yeah. It, it, it is no bargain. It is not easy. It used to be the, the 68 course, you know? But listen to the jingle, jingle, jingle. Ready? There you go. That's, That's the how magic. you know I'm working. The magic's happening. A top con in action, folks, right there. Mm. Not to reveal any secrets. Okay, Brian, yeah. you gotta, you gotta play this oh, audio for you. Kevin. You want to hear the, the the Kevin Kisner story? Did you, did, Caddy? Have you already listened to Kevin Kisner on the Smiley Kaufman podcast? Oh, I think I might have heard this already, but it's a good one. It's a real good one. All right, I've Fired got, up. I've got just a quick. One minute quote. This is again Kevin Kisner with Smiley Kaufman on his podcast, telling a little story about playing with Phil Mickelson in the President's Cup. Take a listen. Oh yeah. On Wednesday, Strick's like, "Hey kids, uh, we're switching up the pods today, and you're going to go with Phil." And I can't remember. It was like Cooch and DJ, Phil Cooch and DJ. Mm. That's who it was because we play a big money match on that day, and we're just getting slaughtered out there. We get done, we lose. I'm like Strick. Full striker side. I'm like, what the hell's going on, man? Like, why am I playing with Phil? I literally in my pregame was like, I can't play with Phil. I hit all the fairways. Phil never hits one. I don't know how to play with that guy. And he's like, well, Phil has an astronomer that graded all the two teams, and you got the highest grade. And so he's basically just told us that he wasn't playing with anyone but you. So I was like, okay, that's the weirdest shit I've ever heard in my life. <clears throat> so I go talk to Phil. I'm like, so what's up with this astronomer? Because oh, not only that, kids, every time I hit a shot, I need you to face me with your belly because all your energy comes from your belly, and I can pull your energy before every shot. Whatever, the next day. And sure enough, he doesn't forget one, man. Every time he goes to hit, he's like, kiss, kiss, here, stand right here. I'm like, Jesus, this is the weirdest shit I've ever done in my life. And we missed one fairway in that match, an alternate shot on Thursday, and I missed it. He hit every fairway that it was his tee balls. I missed one fairway, and we drummed J-Day and Mark Leishman on Wednesday. All right, there you go. That was, uh, again, Kevin Kisner on Smiley Kaufman's podcast. So apparently, uh, Phil Mickelson used an astronomer to pick his partner and then required him to face him with his belly in order to harness his energy. And it worked. Well, you know, we did. Uh, I think he's channeling Nancy Reagan, right? <laughs> I mean, she was she was into the astronomy thing, and and gosh, the USA was doing pretty well back then. And I'm thinking maybe Phil's got got something. Phil, um, he's an interesting cat. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> he really. When they did the little dance, right? The little dance. Um, the three amigos. The three amigos dance. That was uh, that was somewhat disturbing. Um, but, but now we know why they did it because kids had to face him with the belly. They were sharing energy. That's what they were doing. Correct. You know, not that there's anything wrong with that, but I don't know. That's uh, Phil's a California guy. That's, you know, Caddy in between the ropes, zone of I, temporary insanity. Well, apparently that extends outside the ropes for some individuals mentioned in the story who will not go named. Mm -hmm. That's what I was thinking, too. I'm like, I think this goes beyond the ropes there. Yeah, we have an extension of that. Yeah. You can rush hour here on the 7th Nice. Uh, nice. Yeah. Yeah, it's all. 
it's all good. I was it's hoping that would nothing. I was hoping that would provoke a story or two from you um, after hearing that. But I don't know. Maybe that just is a story to end all stories. Maybe that maybe you can't even come up with one after listening to that. Oh, I've got one that'll I've got one that may stop that. All right. And this is one, you know, as I get older, I, I'm starting to kind of lift the lid off a little bit. I'm, I'm not, you don't care so much anymore. You know the saying, right? I mean, it's, when you're young, you worry about what everybody's thinking about you. When you get a little older, you don't care what they think about you. When you get fully mature, you realize they were never thinking about you in the first place. They were worried about themselves. So anyhow, Sage. that's the life lesson for the, on this show. But let's continue. And so the story has to do. Gosh, should I name a name here? Um, do it. I'm going to name, but I can do the story. My player walks into the fitness trailer, what I used to call the fitness trailer, which is where the PTs morning or whatever. And um, this uh, player who, let's just say he's Eastern then he takes his shirt off, and he's got Band-Aids, two Band-Aids on you know, where are you going to put two band-aids if you take your shirt off, right? You've got two band-aids. <laughs> and my player looks at him and goes, I, I got to I gotta hear, I need an explanation. And the guy says, well, he goes, I shaved my chest and my shirt was really irritating me. So I put these on and that's what I have to do. And so that was way, I mean, I don't know. Does that go beyond the belly story? I think it might. I don't know. The belly story is pretty strong. but That one's strong so, too. Yeah, so so maybe the zone of temporary insanity extends to inside the fitness trailer as well. You know, I I've yeah. seen people do that in basketball where you get sweaty and other things where that could become irritating, but in golf, really? Wow. <laughs> in golf. I've never heard of that. So actually, this is a this is an even better one. A one of the best players of all time. I'm talking multiple majors, many multiple He's in the trailer. Kirk Triplett, we're on the back of the range at Colonial. Kirk Triplett wanders back there. And he says, hey, you know, I just came out of the fitness. Apparently all this stuff happened in the fitness trailer. Just came out of the fitness trailer, and I saw so-and-so. And, uh, you know, he, he, he took his pants off to work out, had his boxers on, and he had this huge bruise on his right thigh. And I said, what the heck happened to your leg? And he said, uh, he said, well, he said, well, uh, I don't like to show my emotions, but when I get upset, I, I just put my hand in my, pocket, in my pocket and I pinch the living you know what out of my right thigh. It just I pinch it hard so it hurts. What? And so it's uh, you know, I've just developed this kind of permanent bruise there. What? And that's kind of how I get my emotions. And Kirk's looking at him, and then Kirk says to me, he says, "You know, I'm pretty convinced that you have to have something." really wrong with you to be number one in this game. And I said, yeah, you're right. I really, I got to agree with you there. So, boy, wow. you brought, you brought it with the, the with the kids story. You're just unlocking all these bad memories that I thought I had blocked out. Wow. Traumatic, traumatic things for the caddy. Oh, hmm. Those are two good ones, caddy. Really good ones. Yeah. Those are, yeah, the pinching the thigh thing, you were like, okay. Wow. Um, you got to inflict some pain was, in order to distract yourself from what you, the task at hand, I guess, huh? Wow. Wow. I mean, uh, you're talking like... Some serious coping. Probably, Woody Austin's going to hear that story and say, oh, yeah. Hold my I, beer. Maybe I, should, 
let me let me let me let me let me tee it up in the in the team team event with that guy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Love it. Caddy, good stuff, man. We appreciate it. Uh, hang loose out there at Tory, and we will catch up with you next week. And I'm going to leave you with a boom, gentlemen, because I heard a sonic boom a little while ago. Ah. You know how that works. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, very nice. I like it. All right, there you go. That's the caddy from Tory Pines.